What's up, everybody? It's your pal Sig here, and uh, now we're gonna do. A f I think I feel like I. I'm just now realizing. I think I start the show the same way. Like, hey, it's your pal Sig here, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're getting goofy today uh, because we haven't done that in a while, and. You know, I feel like Sputron kind of just evolves with my life at the time. And I don't know, I've just kind of been going with the flow. And what, you're um, on your period? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Uh, shit talking mushrooms, everybody. Uh, and there's my phone. My mom's calling. Let's just uh, mute that. <laughs> what, dude? I'm, I'm, just, I'm filming a podcast episode right now. I can't, like, pick up. What, should I just. I mean, okay, I guess I could stop it and just call my mom back. Hey, girl, you're mad, Becky. Okay, uh, what's, what's this deal, guys? Oh, that's, uh, Barry. He, uh... Barry? Hey, don't... Who the fuck invited Barry? I'm him, I'm him, I'm No, I'm... Look at you. Oh, I am. Look at you, Frank. Um, yeah, uh... Mm. Oh, I think, um, So, uh, yeah, I think I, I left, um... Uh, uh, yeah, I gotta go. I, an oven on. I gotta definitely Oh, come on. Guys, you're gonna leave me with this guy? Hey, guys! Hey! Jeez. Oh. No. <sighs> They never want to hang out with me. Oh. I guess our goal and um I mean stand crying corner. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay. Look. 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 Okay. You. You can stay. Uh, does this mean we're best friends? Uh, no. So you hate me, I knew no, no, it. I, don't, I didn't say. Oh, oh, I'm 28 days old, and no one has been my friend. If you don't know, 28 oh days gosh. is really old for a mushroom. Oh. Okay, 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 fine. Sure, we're best friends. Wait, what? I said yay, I have a friend now before I'm dead. Uh, I don't think that's what you said. Uh, anyway, uh, everybody, I got some uh, some great segments for you. Uh, we're going to catch up on what I've been up to. I'm finally getting the tenets of irreverentism down. And uh, we're going to bring back some of your favorite segments like idioms and uh, dumb bullshit and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some weird fucking songs that I made, too, because, you know, this is the fun episode. And uh, I know, I like I said, I've been into a lot of other topics and philosophying, but I think that's kind of uh, where I'm at now. It's, uh, well, that's where I was, and now, now that I've done so much thinking about the deeper issues of the world... Uh, and being very vocal about it. Uh, I think it's I think it's important that we be politically vocal right now because 2020 is a huge 
we are like i don't know if you can feel it but we are at the an apex or not an apex but a pivot point in history i think right now i think there's some very important things happening and we should all pay attention and do our best to uh speak our truth and try to do what we think is right for humanity because that's really all we can do um so if you've seen my facebook you've seen a lot of posts about that lately um, you know, it's, we shouldn't be afraid to talk politics or religion, um, but politics or religion is not what this episode is about. That's just a little, little, you know, dive into what I've been thinking and what I've been up to lately, but it's led me to a lot of cool thoughts about a lot of cool things. And, uh, now it's led me to the back to the point where like, God, I need some more fun in my life. So we going to put some more fun up into life now. And, uh, so <laughs> I'm sick neutron. And this is Sig Neutron Sputron. Sig Neutron Sputron! So first and foremost, what be happening? Well, uh, if you remember, I forget in which episode I talked about it, but I talked about the peanut brittle that was vegan and fucking amazing. And um, so the I'm pleased to announce that... Uh, the person heard my podcast, and they have changed their Instagram handle to Full Full Brittle Alchemist, uh, or The Full Brittle Alchemist. I'm not sure which one. Uh, search them both and order some peanut brittle from this wonderful confectionery sorcerer, uh, because it is so good. So there's, there's a spot for a real product, actually, uh, because I ate it, and it is wonderful, and I felt compelled to endorse a product. No, I'm not being paid <laughs> by full brittle alchemist, but that was payment enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, man, so some stuff. What have I been up to? Well, it's weird because I'm starting to feel like uh, there's, I don't know, cycles of, and I guess this is, I mean, this is what, I've been studying alchemy and I think there are cycles to my life and I mean to everybody's lives really. Uh, I mean if you look at it like the seasons and everything uh, nature and so it's always informing us. Everything around us is informing us how the nature of the universe and how things work and our minds like even us we have cycles and I mean like even the ladies menstrual cycle and um, men I, I, we go through cycles too. Um, maybe not physically, but emotionally. Um, but I guess my point is that I'm just noticing cycles in my life. And I think if you start to notice that too, I think that you're going to uh, be able to handle life a lot easier because that's sort of in the Hermetic Principles and the Kabbalion, which I'm going to do a deep dive on that still, chapter by chapter. Uh, one of the principles, I think maybe it was correspondence. I Don't quote me on that right now. But there's a principle that talks about the pendulum swinging back and forth and uh, if we're aware of it, then we are much likely we can handle the momentum better rather than like falling to the extremes. We can stay firmly balanced on the pendulum if we swing with it. Um, but yeah, so now this pendulum has swung back into fun territory. It's time to have fun, but also talk about serious stuff, too. But more fun, too, because, you know, I'm all about balance in life. And yeah, we've had we've had a lot of serious talks, and I hope that you guys have uh taking away some little nuggets to imply in your own lives but yeah let's bring on the fun yeah because like i said in my season two audition for face off i when asked uh what i was going to bring to the show 
I said fun because I'm a fun guy, which is still so stupid thinking back on that. <sighs> I mean, my heart was in the right place because, you know, I did want to bring fun to the show, but that didn't read as very much fun. Whatever. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? Rat testicles. <laughs> Rats, like, I love rats and I really want to get one. Um, well, no, I, I get to take that back. If you get a rat, you got to get two because they're just so cuddly and they, they really like companionship. And it's like kind of mean to just have one rat in a cage by itself all the time. Um, but I think I'd have to get a female because like, if you don't know, male rats, their balls are just like obnoxiously big. <laughs> this is like, and they're just like dragging behind them like a big giant tanuki sack. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of unnerving because they're like crawling down your arm and it's like oh yeah that's that's your balls just uh slopping all over my arm here <laughs> i feel like that's the only adjective that uh, for balls i mean they just they that is, they slop if they're if they're not contained they slop everywhere <laughs> the design of balls is so strange Oh man, and then yeah, like those like dogs that have obnoxious balls that always like it's usually like some kind of pit bull or they just love like splooting out and just like putting their balls on the ground, <laughs> just making sure the world sees it. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of talk about animal balls, but you know, can you imagine if like men, human men, didn't wear pants? Like every single chair would just have ball slop on them. <laughs> just, you'd see little grease marks in every chair. It's just like butthole and slop bags. <laughs> oh my God, butthole and slop bags has to be a, some kind of comic. Or I'm, All right, I'm creating characters, butthole and slop bags. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh man. It does feel good to let the spew out again. Moving back to the format where I just have loose notes and then I'm just riffity riffing on it. So I'm sure you guys have seen the billboards everywhere for Shen Yun. Shen Yun, I think it's Shen Yun. I don't know. The, a, a robot computer voice told me how to pronounce it online. And I should probably look deeper to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. But you get the idea. Um, this show looks amazing, and I've always wanted to see it ever since I was a kid. And there's, you just can't, I don't know, the people that don't see the magic in that, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Are you like, do you have no soul? <laughs> like, if you've ever seen it on TV or just even the billboard, you look at it, and there is like something fucking magical about that. Well, it turns out, in fact, there is something magical about it, and it has an insanely crazy history. So, look, let's, uh, let me just try to tell you the concise story of Shen Yun and the magical dance meditation that is trying to be stopped by the Chinese government. So, Shen Yun is based on the practice of, like, Feilun Gong. I might be mispronouncing that, but, uh, you know, at least I'm admitting it. Um... And it's a, like a meditation, spiritual ascension practice where the, 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 main, the three main tenets are truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. And uh, the idea is, you know, they're all about elevating one's character, uh, the moral character.
because together they believe that those are the three principles that are fundamental to the nature of the cosmos. Uh, and they're the criteria for differentiating right and wrong. Um, and so uh, there's a quote from uh, one of the foundational texts that says, it doesn't matter how mankind's moral standard changes, the nature of the cosmos doesn't change, and it is only... And it is the only standard for determining who's good and who's bad. So to be a cultivator, you have to take the nature of the cosmos as your guide for improving yourself. Which is kind of weird because, like, that's... I'm just now reading this right now to, like, really dig into it. But that's kind of a reference system and what I've... I don't know. I just kind of look at the big picture and I let that guide me because, like, there is a nature to the universe. And if you (laughs) see it, um, you know, then you can let that be your guide. Um, they, they say that the elevation of one's moral character is achieved on the one hand by aligning one's life with truth, compassion, and tolerance. And on the other hand, by abandoning desires and negative thoughts and behaviors such as greed, profit, lust, desire, killing, fighting, theft, robbery, you get the idea. Um, but this apparently got so big that originally, I mean, the Chinese government, they, they supported it, but then Falun Gong got so big that uh, the Communist Party perceived it as a threat. So, bum, bum, bum. Which is crazy because, like, I just read you, like, what they're about. And they're about, like, fucking dancing and, like, ascending and being good people and looking at truth and compassion and shit. And it's like, why the fuck are these systems in power so threatened by compassion? Like, what the fuck, man? Oh, man, now I'm getting serious. But I thought this, well, this is still going to be a fun episode, but hey. We waver. Now, It's this is life. It's painting a picture. To me, learning is fun. So that's I'm having fun right now. <laughs> so in the mid to late 1990s, uh, yeah, that's when in 1999, there were like 70 million practitioners of Falun Gong. And uh, then they started negative coverage started popping up in the state-run press and all this pop propaganda. But then the practitioners, they would, like, pick it uh, to, you know, fight back against the propaganda. And usually that, that worked for a while, but, you know, tensions began to build because governments don't like people thinking for themselves. And these people are all about finding truth in themselves, so they don't need the government. And China, the communists, really didn't like that. Um, so then the protests grew and then 10,000 Falun Gong practitioners gathered, um, in a, at a round of government, uh, compound to request legal recognition. And apparently this was seen as like, they crossed the line because then the leader, the, the communist leadership, they really started a crackdown and multifaceted propaganda campaign intended to eradicate uh, Falun Gong. And it even blocked internet access to the websites that mentioned Falun Gong. And uh, it, in 1999, it declared it a heretical organization that threatens social stability. Can you believe that? Like, seriously, like, I gave you just a brief overview, but look into what these practitioners of Falun Gong are about. And this is, like, people, we need to educate ourselves on how the world works because, for one, like, we have to realize how much freedom we have here in America and what we should be using it for. And two, like, 
this is this, this these things are still going on today like uh, uh gong people they're subject to a wide range of human rights abuses and they like even they're imprisoning them and they're like f- forced labor psychiatric abuse torture and uh, as of 2009, a human rights group estimated that at least 2,000 Falun Gong practitioners had died as a result of abuse in custody. Like, what the fuck, man? One observer reports that tens of thousands may have been killed to supply China's organ transplant industry. Dude, is, this, is, that, is that not insane? Like, this Falun Gong seems amazing. And, uh, like... Fuck, they are killing them and selling their organs. Like, holy shit, man. Like, this is crazy. And it, But this all leads back to Shen Yun because this is, the, this is what Shen Yun is based on, this meditative dance practice and, like, spiritual ascension, man. Like, what is... What, what, what entity is around the world that has to keep... Like, there's something. There's some driving force... That some hidden hand or something. I don't understand what it is, but it's something that is trying to keep humanity from acknowledging the power within itself. And this is our fight today. It's happening here in America in different ways, and it's happening all over the world. That's why all, all these people are rising up against their government because they're all feeling it. They're feeling that something is wrong and someone is keeping them from being who they are. And that's where irreverentism comes into play is because irreverentism is... Being living your truest self and doing it boldly and beautifully and in turn inspiring others to do the same. And that's a good segue into irreverentism because I wanted to talk to you guys about the tenets that it's finally, irreverentism is really starting to finally gel. And um, I'm really excited because, it, you know, and so here's a few tenets that I'm coming up with that it's starting to like sort of gravitate around, but these are always um, irreverentism is a fluid movement, and it means it's going to mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Um, but if you didn't see, I drew the sigil of irreverentism. I got the hiccups now, and it is a uh, it's I call it the charred heart, and it just incorporates a lot of occult symbols and it has a lot of different meanings to me. And I think there's a lot of hidden meanings in it that I don't even realize yet. But someday, you know, we'll uh, maybe we'll figure it out. Um, but anyways. So some of the tenets that are starting to form around irreverentism is basically embrace individuality through unity is a big one. And that's what I said. Live your truth. Be your truest self because people will gravitate toward it. They'll be inspired because everybody's afraid to stand up and be themselves. And you know how to change the world? Make a world where it's okay to be yourself because there are so many people that are unhappy because the world tells them they can't be who they want to be. So we have to fight for a world that says you can be whoever you want to be. And that's what irreverentism is really about, is fighting for that world that everybody can be their truest self because then everybody can be happy. That's how you find true peace and happiness and joy is when you create the freedom in which to find those things. Right now, too many systems are fucking people over and people, too many people are in poverty and, and money is just another word for freedom. So if people don't have money, they don't have freedom. And if you're not free, then you can't look inside yourself and find the answers of who you are. You're just a, you're stuck you're in this realm of matter that doesn't give a shit about you. And then so why would you give a shit about yourself? We have to start giving a shit about other people. And we got to start giving a shit about the world that we live in, in which we can create a world where everybody can be who they want to be. <laughs> Probably repeated myself a couple times, but you know, I get heated about this, like in a good way, like a good 
fiery passion, like the good elements of fire. Um, another tenant is respect people. Do not respect systems that do not respect you. So here's what we have to understand. At this day and age, right now, it is basically it's the, the rich versus the poor. And I mean, you can say, yeah, there's middle class and all that, but really it's just the people at the top with all of the money are informing our policy and our government was created. So basically what government is, it's a system that we all, a set of rules that we all agree on that can take care of us for our mutual benefit because we need rules, because we need rules to have order in society. So we let ourselves be governed by these rules because we think that these rules have our best interest in mind. Well, people got to the top, and this has always happened, when they're at the top, then they start changing the rules to benefit the people at the top, and then everyone else suffers. So our government should fear us, we should not fear the government, because the government is supposed to work in our best interest, which is why the people at the top want to sow discord and dissension among all of us, because a population that is engaged and paying attention and uh, uh, unified is a population that will demand changes for their best interest. And what's in our best interest is not what's in the best interest of the people that have made their fortunes off the backs of people like us when we weren't paying attention. So this is why your enemy is not the Trump supporters. Your enemy is not the snowflake liberals. Your enemy is the system and the system that doesn't respect us. So people respect people because they are your allies. People are our allies. And the more people that we can get to think together in different, think differently together, because each person has their perspective is valid, but the more that we can direct our attentions and our perspectives at the same goal, the faster that we will get where we want to be in life. And this is a huge monumentous time for this right now with the Bernie Sanders movement happening. And I haven't ever said on the podcast that I endorse Bernie Sanders, but I absolutely 100% believe And I may be wrong, but I have to go with my heart and I have to go with what I believe at this moment in time. And I believe that Bernie is the revolution that we need in America because he is talking, he is the first candidate in my entire lifetime that has ever actually talked about the real issues that's going on. And it's the corruption at the top. It's all of the corporations that pay politicians to in turn write legislation that benefits the corporations. And in turn, the corporations can deny us products like internet, uh, access to healthcare, and in turn, it keeps the, the population distracted. So then there becomes this crony capitalism system where basically we're living in a corporate fascism because we don't get to make the rules anymore. The people with the money get to make the rules and the rules that benefit them. So this is the real problem, guys. And this is exactly what Bernie Sanders is talking about. And why is the system attacking him? Why is the DNC attacking him? Because he's the only one that has our best interest in mind. There has been very few and far between politicians that actually give a shit about the people. And I truly believe that Bernie Sanders is one of them. There's my Bernie Sanders rant. So back to some more tenets of irreverentism. Uh, I wrote, yeah, be your truest self that you, so that you become a beacon of individuality to guide others out of the darkness of shame and fear. All too often, we, shame and fear are used on us hard fucking core to keep us in our little bubbles because we're scared to look stupid. 
but I actually embrace looking stupid. I'm going to fucking be as weird as I fucking want and love it because I'm having fun. And if I'm having fun, I'm the center of my universe. So if I'm having fun and I'm not hurting anybody, and in fact, I'm helping other people have fun too, then what the fuck is wrong with that? (laughs) You know, it's like I've said before, we've all started playing this game that nobody wants to play anymore. So it's time to stand up from the table and walk away, even if the people still playing laugh at you because we got new games to play, new and better games. Uh, And then light the fire of compassionate passion in the hearts and minds of others using the fire in your own sacred heart. Once you activate yourself and you start going and living your truth, then that alone, people see that. And the people you come in contact with are inspired by you, whether you know it or not. And we have to keep inspiring each other because we're only as good as our lowest members of society. And those low members of society, they're living in lack which is why every problem that we have arises from lack. But the problem is there is enough abundance to completely change the world. The billionaires, if they like spent, I, I forget the actual numbers, but it's not that much money and they could actually solve world hunger and all of our problems overnight, but they don't want to do it because they're wealth dragons hoarding their wealth for what? They're, ho- they're hoarding an imaginary idea of a number that we say it means something. Well, what about like changing people's lives? Doesn't that mean something? Fighting for what's better and a, a great world and, and a beautiful place to live, to share with other people. Doesn't that mean something? Don't you think that means more than fucking like numbers in your fucking bank account? Because I tend to think that people and experience mean a whole fucking lot more than fucking money. Whew, there's some fire for you. <laughs> Uh, to the fun parts of irreverentism. Now, embrace the absurdity in life. If no one has all the answers, then how does anyone decide what's normal? (laughs) This is is what I want to know, man. Like, how... Who says what's normal if nobody knows why we're even here? (laughs) It's like, it's ridiculous. It's just people that convince other people what's normal, and then if you deviate from that, then you're not normal? Well, who the fuck said that those people were normal in the first place? (laughs) Embrace being a weirdo. (laughs) So in addition to all of my thinking and stuff, I've decided that I am going to do a, let's see, it's like a concept album, rock opera, short film, music videos. (laughs) Um, It's about a guy that just, I just made up this dumb song and then it gave me the, the whole idea came from it from there. So I have these like little irreverentisms just little like sayings or little thoughts to think about uh, that kind of get you thinking because that's the other thing with the irreverentism. I want to get people thinking. Um, so I just made this strange song and I was like, huh, I'm going to turn this into a really weird trippy Alice in Wonderland type rock opera where this guy, because I've noticed this phenomenon is if you shake people's worldview, then they start getting angry. So this story is going to be about this guy whose world is falling apart and he has no idea who he is or what's going on. So he just becomes angry because I'm realizing that's most people's response. When their world is crumbling, they just become angry because they don't know. And people are only angry because they're confused. But your world has to crumble sometimes so you can build something better. So here's uh, enjoy this weird little ditty that uh, is going to be the first of many uh, and a concept album that I will turn into separate music videos that when you play them in succession, they form a short film. 
Yeah. Some guy once told me that time moves at the speed of thought, and if you're wasting time, you're wasting thought. Well, fuck that guy. I wanna punch time in the face. I wanna punch that clock right in the face because time punches me in my face every day. I wanna turn back those arms to a time before I made all of those bad decisions. And then I heard the clock say, Hey man, why you wanna do be do be do that? If you didn't make those bad decisions, then how would you be here where you are today? Why are you angry for learning the sun? Why are you angry for having an experience? I stopped and I thought about it. I didn't really know what to say, so all I can think of is how dare time try to teach me something with logic and reason? I wanna punch time in the face. <laughs> if uh, if you don't understand what I do, then that's totally fine because I don't even understand what I do half the time. <laughs> I just like I don't. I mean, that's not, it's a it's an experience. I don't know what it is. Like it's something oddly. I keep listening to it. I don't know if it's necessarily good, but also I don't know if it's necessarily bad. <laughs> it's, I guess that's art for you, man. I think I'm just going to make art that confuses everyone, including myself. <laughs> Irreverentism. <laughs> uh, there's, probably, there's definitely some, some hidden truths down in there if you, if you think about it. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to uh, another segment of the night. I don't know if it's the first one. I don't know if it's the last one. Well, it's definitely not going to be the last one, but here is time for... Who's we say are so weird, they are so... Idioms. So. Uh, thanks, Barry. Me, me too, Barry. <laughs> me too. Uh, so, the first idiom today is in a pickle. You ever thought where the phrase in a pickle comes from? Well, uh, there's a couple different possible origins, but uh, there was a wacky poem from John Haywood in 1562, Proverbs and Epigrams, is time is tickle, chance is fickle, man is brickle. Frailties, pickle, poodreth, mickle, seasoning, lickle. <laughs> what did like sing that? A time is tickle, chance is fickle, a man is a brickle, and a frailty is a pickle with a proud of mickle, seasoning, lickle. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's a possible origin. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. However, that uh, another theory is that it came from um, the Tempest, uh, Shakespeare's uh, the Tempest, and there was a a part where Alonzo says, "And Trinculo is feeling ripe. Where should they find this grand liqueur that hath killed him? How camest thou in this pickle, Trin?" I have been in such a pickle. 
since I saw you last that I fear me will never out of my bones. I shall not fear fly blowing. <laughs> I don't even know what inflection to put on it. I feel like Shakespearean actors like should be um, definitely applauded. That's like a skill because I that's, that's a lot of words that I have no idea. I honestly not even. I mean, it's like I kind of know what he's saying, but I'm like. How I had no idea where emphasis falls in Shakespeare speak. Um, but anyways, they're, they're implying in a pickle, you're drunk. And, uh, you know, you got yourself in a pickle. Um, but, you know, I, yeah. So, I mean, it's, there you go. Um, I did it for you. Uh, th- thanks, Barry. So next up is the phrase pipe dream. Uh, because I was always really curious, um, like, what, why do we say that? Eh, it's a pipe dream. Well, apparently it's an allusion to the dreams experienced by smokers of opium pipes, uh, which makes so much sense. Uh, they were widely used in 18th and 19th century uh, opiates. They were, whew, if you think about that, there's always kind of, humanity has always had an opioid crisis, actually, I think. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't really called a crisis back then, but I'm sure that people were definitely abusing opiates of all kinds in medicines and for pain relief. Um, and now, yeah, it filters in today. It's, it's really weird. The cycles of history sort of repeat themselves in different ways, huh? Well, there you go. And that's... Uh, okay. okay, Barry, go ahead. Idiom! <laughs> And that brings us to our next segment, which is... There is a whole world out there of weird shit that you should put into your sensory orifices. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. I'm on relay some information. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. I'm on relay some information. So, my first recommendation is uh, the Netflix series Lock and Key. I uh, just finished up the season, and it was really good. Uh, it was really fun, dark fantasy romp um, delivered on all the uh, the points that you want. Um, kids getting to experience magic, and it's, it's so funny because, like, when I don't know real life, there's a there's a character that uh, just gets super stoked. Like when he finds out magic is real, he's like, "I knew magic was real," and it's like I felt like that's been me like last year when I've had this spiritual awakening. It's like, I knew that shit was real. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, I watch a lot of things now. I'm drawn to stories that I think contain some deep truths about the nature of the universe and us, because I think the only way that we can understand some concepts sometimes is to tell a story and follow along characters that are, I mean, think about it. Like, when we're invested in a character that we sort of resonate with, it helps us confront issues about ourselves that we 
don't necessarily are able to confront um, and they do it in an entertaining way. And I think subconsciously entertainment is very important for us because it helps us work through our traumas and it helps us become better people because we see new ways of thinking and, and new ways. That's basically the only reason why you watch any movie or read any book or watch any or like interested in any story at all is because you want to see how the characters react. Something happens and you want to see what these characters do. Like, that's it. That's that's a story summed up. Like, the eagerness to find out what a character does. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because uh, this movie, like, people can use keys to, like, go into their minds and things and change things about their minds. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, what I've been doing with meditation and shit. So it's, like, it's really, really interesting because, like, some of these things, I, I mean, are concepts that we can, if you really start thinking deeper on them and you're open in the willing to believe that magic is real, it really is. Um, which brings me to my next recommendation is Altered Carbon, which is a, it's like a noir, like dystopian, I don't know if I'd say dystopian, but a futuristic noir um, based on some novels, which I actually kind of really want to read where basically mankind is so far in the future, mankind figured out how to put their souls in what they call a stack. And it's this little gem that plants, and then bodies are called sleeves. So you implant this chip into a body, and you can transfer your consciousness from different bodies. And people with lots of money, they buy really nice sleeves and upgraded, and they have all of this like genetic healing enhancements and things. And then people that are poor, they just kind of, they have their one body. And then there's a whole bunch of like, there's like a religious group trying to protest, like even like re-sleeving, they call it, I think, um, which is, you know, staying alive. Some people are just like, no, I'm just going to die and then I'm dead uh, because that's their religion. They think it goes against like religion. But they use these. Uh, that's how you can travel the stars is like when you're outside of a body, you can send your consciousness to any off world planet if you have the money. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is like what I'm coming up with like the when i reasoned through what i think the nature of our existence is is that these physical bodies we are at a point in time where we don't know how to transfer our consciousness yet from to different sleeves and still remember that but i think that i mean the ancient egyptians they talked about doing this practice you see it in avatar transferring consciousness like there's something i think we just haven't figured out how to do it yet but I think if we start relying on technology too much, I think that that's gonna we're gonna get in trouble there because I think that there are a lot of spiritual ways to do it, spiritual technologies, um, and if I think uh, in the future I could see a scenario where we have to worry about transhumanism because if you rely on computers so much because something convinced us that we're not capable of these things, then computers can be manipulated and controlled. So that's a scary scenario, which I'm actually working on a dystopian future uh, scenario about that. That's going to be really interesting too, because again, I think the best way to explore an idea is to tell a story within that idea. So be on the lookout for some of that shit coming up. Um, but Anyways, uh, yeah, so Altered Carbon is amazing. It's super complex and complicated, and it can be really confusing. It's like Farscape. If you're not watching every single episode, you won't know what the fuck's going on because people be changing bodies and shit. Um, so definitely give it, a, give it a watch. And then think about it in relation to, like, could that actually be possible? Because I think it actually is possible, and I think there are timelines where we are doing that. Um, and also, I think that's how you can travel through time, too, uh, is when we're not in a body. When we die, we go outside of time, and then we can decide when to come back into time. 
if we have a vessel that is a person made a baby yeah uh, <laughs> and anyways yeah so then my third recommendation is patriot act uh ever since i've been i've just been subtly guided to all this interesting things to form views on the world and i you really need to watch the patriot act it's well researched and uh hassan he's really funny it's a comedian that talks about how fucked up every system is and oh my god you guys seriously every almost every single big institution is fucked up and predatory somehow it is mind-boggling you have to watch these episodes and you'll see that's why you'll see why somebody like Bernie Sanders is important is because all of these big institutions, they don't give two fucks about us anymore, man. They are just like people being greedy and trying to fuck everybody over. And if you look at what's wrong with like recycling and like any of the infrastructure of the world, it's all fucked up because somebody is making money off something or somebody's trying to prevent somebody from making money on something. It's, it's just insane. I mean, like money, it really is the root of all evil. And I do believe that someday we'll come up with something better than money, but I don't know what day it is. And I don't even know what that would be. Don't call me some communist or something because I'm saying abolish money. I'm not. I like capitalism and the free market, but the free market doesn't regulate itself uh, because people are greedy and opportunistic. So we have to have a free and fair market, a balanced market, um, an industry and infrastructure that work for people. Uh, to lift everybody up because we have to solve that problem of lack. But yeah, watch the Patriot Act. It's really funny and it's super fucking informative. So uh, watch it and yeah, discuss it with your friends. And because I feel like everybody, if you haven't, if you don't understand how fucked up everything is, then you don't even understand why people are upset about it. So you have to educate yourself on why people would be upset. So do your best to do that. No matter what your political stance is, watch that because that is our enemy. Our enemies are not Republicans or Democrats. They are the people that have fucked the, the stewards of this planet right now have run this shit into the ground and continue to do so. And if we don't wake up and do something about it, Right now, at this moment in time, things are going to get a lot harder to pull us back from the brink. And that's not like alarmist talk. That's just if you look at sociopolitically where we're headed right now, if we don't stand our own two feet and say that's enough, then we're going to be falling in some bad territory where, unfortunately, probably force would be needed to be used. I'm not advocating force. I'm just saying look at every single scenario in history that's ever played out. If you let something have too much power, they abuse that power, and they're not going to give that power up nicely. But right now we have a chance to uh, curb that power with civilly, uh, with civil disobedience, nonviolent civil disobedience, and standing up for what's right. So do that, y'all. Do that. <laughs> yeah, do that. Power to the people. I like your style, Barry. <gasps> you do? Does that mean you want to see my underwear? Uh, no. I, no, I don't. No. Let's just uh, go to our next segment. Dumb bullshit you can know And it won't change your life And it won't pay your taxes And it won't call your grandma when you should And it won't fix your drinking problem But it might make you look cool at a party Get them digits Did you know that letters are called uppercase and lowercase because there is actually when they printed letters there was a case for the 
capitalized letters, and it was the uppercase, and then the lowercase was for the non-lowercase. I mean, not uppercase letters. <laughs> Did you know that there's a substance called lanugo, which are little tiny baby hairs on fetuses when they before they're born, and then they shed that hair, and then they eat that hair. And then it contributes to the newborn baby's meconium. What's meconium, you ask? Well, it's the earliest stool of a mammalian infant. Unlike later feces, meconium is composed of materials ingested during the time the infant spends in the uterus. Intestinal epithelial cells, lanugo, mucus, amniotic fluid, bile, and water. Meconium, unlike later feces, is usually viscous and sticky. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I'm staring at a photo of it, and it's unpleasant. Speaking of unpleasant, did you know there are over 18,600,000 vacant homes in America? At that rate, each homeless person could have six homes all to themselves. Huh. And that concludes dumb bullshit. And uh, that's our episode for you guys, everybody. Um, I want to say that... Uh, yeah, I'm going to get back to an episode every Monday and possibly when Randy and I are doing the um, Sunday services on the Irreverentism Sunday services live on Twitch, then you'll probably get a bonus episode every Sunday as well. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining me, guys. I hope you had fun in uh, the ups and downs and all kinds. Of just I just love cramming a bunch of shit into, you know, <laughs> a podcast. It's really starting to to mold into something that uh, I'm really proud of and I really like it and I hope you guys enjoy it too um, because I, you know, I'm going to bring back that weird cartoon feeling and, you know, strange playhouse vibe and also talk about serious stuff. Try to like really combine all things that I love into something informative and entertaining um, because I'm just here to share my weird views with you guys and hopefully you take something from it and if not, that's fine. Um, Hope you enjoyed listening to it. So find me on the internet at Signutron on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a Patreon where you can get exclusive access to our stuff like how to effects videos, how to make molds, how to run, how to make foam prosthetics like we did on Face Off. All kinds of fun stuff on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Rancig. You also get fun, sexy photo shoots of me and Ranny and all kinds of weird shit. Um... And you can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash signutron. And if you want to see all the weird videos I make based on this uh, podcast and other things, then follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash rancig. So thanks, everybody. And remember, uh, okay, Barry, why don't you, why don't you go ahead? Stay weird. Stay open-minded. And remember, folks, if you're not paying attention, I'm staring at you while you're asleep. Wait, no, that's not... What?